We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh man, Alex Dyson, I just got a bad text. Oh, I hate getting the bad texts. Yeah, hate from it. the real estate agent. They said, hi, Matthew. So I already know I'm in trouble. (laughs) Just a reminder, the rent was due yesterday. Oh, I forgot to pay rent. I usually pay it days before. Bro, where's your direct debit, man? Do you know what? I have resisted to do a direct debit for literally 10 years. I do it manually every single week. Really? It's a hangover from when I lived in a share house and I would have to collate everyone's rent and then put it into a net bank account and then transfer it on the day. All right. So I don't trust myself having the money in, in, the, in the account that I need to have it in every single Ron, week. Ron, producer, what do you want? Direct debit? Uh, yeah, it's a direct debit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think about it. I know. Oh, well... <laughs> It's just, it's. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know why I resist the direct debit. Well, but you were on prepaid for a long time as well. <laughs> I mean, well past its use-by date. What's is everything all right? Are you, <laughs> you need, can I help help out? Like, no, I'm fine. I just like being aware of every transaction that's happening. You know, and I just, I don't, I don't. Do you I don't log like, into Netflix every week? All right, here's your fifteen dollars this month. Netflix, <laughs> see you go, mates. My savings is in a high interest, a higher interest account, right? And I don't like having money unnecessarily in the transactional account when it doesn't need to be. I've been doing, I've been going into my net bank and paying my rent every single week for nine years. Absolutely unnecessary. Wait, 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 wait. every week. Oh, every fortnight, sorry, every fortnight. Wait, 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 every fortnight, not every month, <laughs> yeah. every no. fortnight. Over 20 times a year. 26 oh, times a year. Yes, every every 26 times a year, every Wednesday I log on. I go, every week I go through the thing where I'm like, wait a second, is it is it rent week? And then I'll like look at my account and I'll figure out when the last time I paid it and I'm like, yeah, no, it's due this week and then I'll physically do it all You were probably, the, it. in other things, the busiest person I know. How on earth... <laughs> Do you survive chucking that into the mix? It is a little bit of a time waster, and I do hate myself on the weeks that I have paid week rent the week before. And I'm like, do I need to pay rent this week? And I log in, and I'm like, oh, I paid it last week. And I'm like, well, that's a waste of time, isn't it? <laughs> Set up a direct debit out of your savings account into your transaction accounts, and then the next day have it come out of that into your bloody thing. I know... I know. It's so easy. (laughs) You know how long it took me to get to postpaid, okay? You know how long. Yeah. I'm still coming to terms with it. Literally, people had come up with virtual reality experiences (laughs) and Matt O'Kine was buying a receipt every week and typing in a 36-digit number to get 30 bucks of prepaid. (laughs) No nasty surprises. (laughs) So... Uh-oh, you want to be that on top good. of your finances that you're checking every week on your rent. But you let a gym charge you for six months. I know. Know. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm realising. <laughs> very, very true. I'm realising that, that that happened. But I don't check the credit card as much because I, I don't have as much control over that. And that's like a family account, you know, whereas this is just like... I'm not saying I'm perfect. <laughs> I risked my rent, I forgot. It'd be so funny if you got evicted on this. <laughs> I get served a breach and I'm out by Christmas. Yeah. 
Do you have to go to the post office and pay it by money order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing that when, when I was living uh, in an apartment with my mum, dropping by, like getting the envelope of cash, oh dropping it into the real estate agents, handing it over the front counter. Take it that bloody... Uh, <laughs> Taking the horse and cart down to the GPO. <laughs> <laughs> Handing over the gold bullion. <laughs> Putting my three tuppence in a uh, <laughs> in a Hessian sack, ready to be sailed off to the mother country. <laughs> Look, let's get on with the show, all right? All right we shall got- we get into the show? We are going to be talking to Susie Yusuf and Alexi Toliopoulos from the brand new podcast... The Big Film Buffet, which will be helping you out if you are uh, in line. So uh, if you've paid your subscription for the month and you uh, feel like checking out a few of the movies on there, they're very funny people. They're going to be joining us very, very soon. Yeah, there's also been some big news breaking um, uh, literally about the 2024 (laughs) Olympics. We'll be talking about that. And I got a note from a neighbour, Alex Dyson. (gasps) You'll never guess what it said. Well, we're going to get into it as part of this free service, which is the Matt and Alex all-day breakfast podcast. No direct debit required. Let's do it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Alex Dyson, are you a sucker for a fad? Oh, I'm pretty good resisting the fad because if it gets to a point where I I realise it is a fad, I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Oh. You know? That's why I've held out on watching Grease for so long. You know? You haven't watched Grease? No. Oh my! I, how I we... held out on Game of Thrones for a, a long time. Well, I've, I'm out. I haven't done Game of Thrones. Yeah. I haven't done Star Wars. But no, I've I did been get a, a yo-yo. For a fad. But yeah, I didn't exactly. get Tavagotchi. I didn't. I didn't do the Yoho Diablo. I got a Yoho Diablo. I got the VHS teaching me how to do Yoho tricks. Um, I got the brain yo-yo. I got the butterfly yo-yo. I was a big yo-yo and uh, yo-ho. I tell fan. you what, I, you just you would have made that baby sleep. You would have made that baby oh, sleep let's just down the see. bottom. There's a few cradles that got <laughs> rocked around me. And then you took that ethos of uh, of making it sleep and you applied that to your comedy shows. Oh, I knew oh, that where? was going <laughs> to okay. okay. But also in high school, I remember uh, there was a very big craze going around campus. The B-Boys dropped through assembly. Oh, Put on oh. a little bit of... <laughs> Put on a little bit of his show. Were there any fly girls <laughs> going through as well? Because there, there was some beatboxing. Shout out to Tom Thumb. I believe Tom Thumb was there, uh, who is, is a great musician, tours the world beatboxing. I love his Someone work. Someone who does it properly as well. Yeah, yeah, he was there. But, um, but yeah, there were break dances. And I looked at that and I thought, that is cool, man. And I tried it. I'll tell you straight up here, I got on board. Uh, Matt O'Kind, the breakdancer, and we bring it up because it's official. 2024 Paris Olympics breaking, aka breakdancing, will be an official Olympic event at the 2024 Games, Matt O'Kind, which is, you've got four years to train. <laughs> you know what? The highlight, and I, and I truly mean this, I'm not, I'm not even smiling when I say this, I dead set mean it. I did a windmill, and it was probably the coolest thing that I've ever done in my life. Not not a series of windmills. I did a single what what a regular breakdance would say a windmill. I did a single rotation. Mm. Then the windmill got packed down and uh, never spun ever again. That was it. But uh, but look, I don't know how I feel about this man. It feels. I'm look. I'm going to be straight up honest. Feels a bit lame, man. I was reading an article 
uh, of a squash player and uh, Australian champion squash player who had they've been campaigning for squash to be in the Olympics for years because I think it's in the Com Games. I'm sure I've watched it at, uh, at that, but um, no dice. And she <laughs> she was just saying about breakdancing back in the Olympics. I just don't understand it. <laughs> but also when it when things and this is genuine as well when things are left up to the judges for judging who is the best, then you're always going to get a little bit of controversy. Well, let's let's just hold up from the criticism from squash players, okay? All right, we don't need any more 1980s looking advertising executives to grace the Olympics, okay? Oi. No one cares about squash. Oi, Oi either play big tennis or little tennis. Don't play your weird in between. Oi, squash is fun. Have you played squash before? It's yeah, great. Look, I'm not going to lie. Montreal uh, Comedy Festival, I got there and I played against a complete stranger. He invited me down. I got a call from my in my hotel room going, uh, hello, is this Matt? Um, yeah, I uh, I heard you down at the squash court asking questions, so I thought um, maybe you'd like to play. He didn't tell me that he was a, a representative, ex-rep mm. player for Canada, and I ended up getting absolutely pants. Yeah. But... I digress. <laughs> yeah, well. Breaking we, still feels a little, it just feels a little, like when have you seen anyone breakdancing recently? I catch I, lots of trains and I don't see anyone on the platforms spinning on their heads. Well, <laughs> I did go, I got it recommended randomly on Facebook. And you know, you watch one video and then and suddenly they start uh, serving you up plenty of platters. Mm. And I tell you what, I got onto a little bit of a, a breakdancing video um, hole at one point and it is, it is absolutely incredible to watch. <laughs> it's unbelievable you know, like, what a few of actually, these people do. It's actually ignorant, my thinking of it, because I'm still living in the 2001 <laughs> yeah. version of of, um, of breakdancing, yeah, which you, is what was you saw the in people who went to Brisbane State High School <laughs> to show the kids. I doubt the world's best <laughs> are rocking up and showing Matt O'Kine to windmill. All right, because I I. I would love it. And I, you know what I would also love? Roy and HG to commentate the breakdancing. <laughs> I cannot wait. But I see more people pole dancing. You know, like, why not pole True. dancing? Yeah, because I've got a few friends who do that. Because way more people are polling at the moment than they are breaking. Mm. So that's all I'm saying, you know. If, where, where does the line get drawn? Because I'm sure as well, when they introduce rhythmic gymnastics to... You know, yep. synchronized swimming to the Olympics. People would have been like, "What the hell is this crap? We got famine, we got war. <laughs> You're out here with little pegs on your noses, just twinkling your toes." <laughs> so I, I don't doubt that there are always going to be haters of any addition, yep, to any sport. This is opening the floodgates, matter yeah. Of well, to new I sports. Actually, have you seen the um the email going around um mm. about the 2028? Olympics. I certainly have. You yeah, um, you got it too. Queensland's going for it. They're gunning yes. for that those games. And uh, yeah. we've had a word to Anastasia and we said, well, if you do get it, all right, these are the sports that should be getting put in. Finding the milk with the latest expiry date on it. Oh, man, we got absolutely dogs. You, buddy, you get home delivery of milk, oh, you yeah. know, as part of your stuff. Oh, they're not giving you the latest date. <laughs> um, we got delivered milk. It went off sooner than the stuff we already had in the fridge. <laughs> the bloody mongrels. <laughs> and I pride myself on that sport. <laughs> uh, reverse parallel parking. 
in the mix. Okay. You think it's tough doing it when there's someone, a car waiting behind you to drive (laughs) on. Imagine four of them and a big stadium full of people. (laughs) With a couple of people at a cafe sipping lattes (laughs) and try to put it in next to a plant. And then the beeper's going off and it's just some reeds. You know, they'll throw those in the mix. Then we'll see how good you are. Catch and kiss is actually going to be in the... What's that? Well, you never you never heard of Catch and Kiss? Do you mean Kiss Chasey? Oh, well, this that's probably bloody the stupid Victorian way of saying it. But anyways, obviously everyone on board is what, a you're just doing, You're just doing the Rex Hunt. <laughs> catch and Kiss. <laughs> catch, Kiss and Throw It Back. The release. <laughs> Crucial role, the release. <laughs> uh, drop that coin. Australia's favourite game. <laughs> You've got to guess what coin the judge is dropping from the, the clarity and the density of the clink it makes when it hits the desk. Should we play it? Should we play an impromptu game quickly right now? Yeah, sure, hit it. Here we go. We got rid of the music. Let's go. <clears throat> Mic down next to it. Here we go. Just to prove to the AOC that this is this is what needs to be at Brisbane 2028. I can't believe you still carry cash. <laughs> That's the weird part about this. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a coin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really looked. There's like a bolt or something on the ground here. Um, No, no coins on me either. All right. <clears throat> Marshy's brought in some coins for us. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good. But what denomination are they? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Well, that's obviously a five-cent piece. Absolutely not. That's a dollar. You're not what? making. You're not making the team. Mate. Are you kidding me? You're not making the team. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Was that a dollar? Yes. Show me. Prove it. There you go. Gold. <laughs> Which is what I won't be winning. <laughs> yes. But on with the comedy gold. <laughs> and scrolling Insta for thirst traps <laughs> is go- going to be. <laughs> on, uh, uh, it's, apparently, it's really, you have to have very good thumbs. Uh, you have to have elusive tapping skills to not hit those deep likes. Oh, you, that's it's the thing. A- just how deep <laughs> can you go without accidentally liking something? Like, oh, he is down there and he's taking the goal. <laughs> the Estonian, oh, no, he double taps. It's fallen on his face and hit his nose twice. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> and also, you listening to podcasts, there are a couple of people who have won, who have listened to 100 and all, literally every episode of our podcast, so that should be in the um, Olympics next time. Thank you so much. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Good luck to all our B-Boy and Fly Girls out there competing in Paris 2024. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Have you done many auditions, Alex Dyson? Oh, bro. <laughs> Every other day in my life, I would have said no. Literally did one yesterday. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that you won't be able to give me much much details about what you're auditioning for. Very secretive stuff. Very They're secretive. Very... But I'll let you know, very exciting for previous narratives of this podcast. That's oh, all I'll okay, say. That's okay. all I'll say. But I have in the past also done a lot of auditions for musicals, right, which are 
terrifying. The, the most scared thing I've ever done. Go on. Oh, mate, no. <laughs> Go on. <sighs> no, the, I know the, the you mo- remember. The most embarrassing one <laughs> is... Okay, so one time I was auditioning for Holiday Actors, which is, you know, when school finishes, but you want to... play begins. <laughs> but you want to keep up that social interaction you have with your, your fellow well, dweebs. All the other nerds at <laughs> school, yeah. What you do is you use your summer holidays, um, not going to the beach, not going to the caravan park, but going down to the Dennington Hall and singing harmonies with a couple of, couple of your bros. And... <laughs> The first time I auditioned for that, because it was quite scary. When you're year seven, it was like ages 13 to 21 or something mm. like that. The youth of Warrnambool all came out. But um, your first audition, so nervous because everyone else is better than you. So to help, help me and come along. For my audition, I wore uh, the costume that I'd wore in the previous one I did at Warrnambool College for Man of Steel, where I played uh, Crusher, the, um, the gangster. No one else was dressed up. I just wore... Like a vest and a fedora. That's, that's the so that's the that's the bad boy in your head. Yeah, and then Crusher. I also <laughs> Crusher with his vest and fedora. Okay, and I also <laughs> and I also oh, was that one I really me. he'll tap dance you to death. <laughs> but the metal of the shoes are razor blades. <laughs> um, but I also. <laughs> I also uh, wanted to impress them. So I'm like, oh, instead of everyone's using the script, because of course you just use the script and you can just read it as best you can. No, I'm like, oh, I won't, I won't use the script. So I could do it. And I rock up and then I get there after the first line. I'm like, oh, actually, what, what was the line? <laughs> I have to ask, ask them there in my vest and fedora what the, the second the line guy. was. The tough guy <laughs> supposed to be intimidating anyway, everyone. What yes. was I supposed to say? I, I auditions. did audition. Why did you ask me about auditions? Well, okay. So, I mean, if you want, we're talking bad auditions. I did an audition once for this sitcom that never saw the light of day here in Australia. <gasps> um, and it was called, I'm not going to say what it's called. Please, um, please, no, 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 I don't want to say what it's called. But because it involves people who, who are still in this industry, <laughs> um, including myself. And I was asked to play an Indian character within a, um, you know, that owned a, an Indian restaurant and had Indian family members. Sure. And Why I was did they like, ask you to do that? <laughs> well, I, I'd have to say the colour of my skin would have something to do with it. Mm. Um, it certainly wasn't the accent that I could put on because I, I thought, look, I don't, I'm African, right? I have yes. African background. Mm. I'd never been to India. Mm. I was like, well, I've, okay, I'll be Indian then. I got a little little necklace. And now, look, before I say any of this, just know that I know that this was not right. Like me yeah. going in there was not right. So I was yeah. like, well, I'll try and be Indian. So oh, you're I playing wore, an like, Indian a, person. Slightly open, Other people have asked you to do that. <laughs> a slightly open button-up shirt, a little <laughs> necklace, a little silver necklace, and I, and I got a little like a shoulder-length straight-haired wig, right? So it was like a... <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that would have looked so and, funny. And I remember being literally like a couple of months into my audition where I was like, Yes, how are you going? Like, fully, like, fully putting yeah. on a voice. Yeah, what? Right? Doing the Apu. Yeah. And the, yeah, exactly. You're going full Apu on it. The director stops me and goes, What are you doing? And I said, Um, just doing the audition. She goes, you're being ridiculous. 
as I'm standing there in my button-up shirt your and bob my wig. Neck, my on, doing an Indian accent because you asked me to be Indian! So was it Indian Australian? They just had an Australian accent? Was that they were looking I for? I don't know what was supposed to... I don't know what they had in their head. But I was the ridiculous one. Anyway. That was 12 years ago now. We don't, we don't talk about it. I haven't brought it up yep. since then. But so, thankfully I've been going for a few better roles recently. <laughs> okay, a bit more grit. Um, I recently went for a role where I had to be um, stabbed to death. In the audition um, you got stabbed to death? Yes, yes. Wow, powerful audition scene. Yeah, and I've got this. I've got this. I've got this office space that I've hired, you know, just near my house. And really, it's just a room. I say, I call it an office. It's just a room. Yep. The window is just up the, up the top. You can't actually see out. All you see is tree leaves. There's, I mean, it's just mm. a box. But there's other businesses that are above it. Like there's two more levels of of actual proper businesses, um, and they conduct their business during the days. And I have to record this audition, so. I did multiple takes. Because all auditions getting... these days are just you film yourself and send it to them rather than being in the room with exactly. everyone. Exactly. Yep. So I'm there with my phone on my little tripod and this thing pretending to get stabbed. My character gets stabbed by a fork, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I'm there going, I'm there. Then you what know, what ethnicity up, was this character <laughs> you were playing? But... No, no, not the fork. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, please don't cancel me over that. Um, so well, my dad I has like, been to India, and <laughs> for a lot of the lot of the curries, no joke, eat with your hands. So you're right; so no it would folks. not make sense. It would not be Indian person. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm there every scene, and I would have done about 15 takes of this. Okay, yep. trying to get it right. Suddenly, you know, having the you know the, the, there the restaurant, and then someone starts stabbing with the fork, and I'm like multiple ah, times. Ah, ah, ah! Oh no, no! This is literally how I was doing. I was like, no, no, no! Ah, ah! Ah, is it a comedy? Right. Well, I can't say what, what it is. I can't talk about it in any, in but, any other aspect outside of what I'm saying. But, but is what... Is you take but, a guess. Someone gets stabbed by a fork at a restaurant. What do you think? That could be serious. It could be funny. Yeah, Anyways. But you're, 15, it sounds like you're playing it quite, quite funny. Look, I, I mean, I was probably playing it more funny now because I'm just trying to get to the point of the well, story, and that is... Well, no, give us your dramatic fork stab. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Because um, it would okay. hurt. <clears throat> okay. Okay. What? What are you doing? Hey. Hey, no, no, no. Stop. 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 Hey, oh! Oh! Hey, what the, what the fuck? Oh! Oh! Oh, God! Oh, my God! Hey! No! Help! Please! Please! And we'll end it there with Matt on the floor. Thank you off very much. Chair. Thank you very that, much. Thank you very much. You're right. Much. That was that was that was a bit rough. more. Yeah, that was good. That, yeah. Did that you feel? Good. Did you feel the fork in your in your um, upper intestine? Yeah, abdomen. I, I, yeah. I could tell just from from that that it was it was the abdomen. It sounded so, like a, a stomach a stomach version. So doing that 15 times, I'm working with people above me, around me. I've got to scream like I'm getting stabbed with a fork. 15 times, and, I, and I'm hearing people walk down the hallway and stuff and, like, coming in and out of the main door. I'm right next to the front door. And while I'm screaming and lying on the ground going, no, no! <laughs> how, how soundproofs this office? <laughs> it is not. I hear every single footstep come down the hallway. 
So the next day I'm thinking, oh my God, I bet they're going to say something. And as I open the door to my office, lo and behold, on the ground, there's a note from the neighbor. And my stomach drops because I'm like, well, here it is. Like your intestines dropped out of your stomach (laughs) as if it had been stabbed by a fork. (laughs) Yep. Uh, this is the warning. We've got a we've got a note. Oh, here we go. I got it here, and this is the note. It says, <clears throat> "My Matt." Now I believe it's supposed to be high because the M is M I, so I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be high, Matt. Wait, how <clears throat> can you stop that? That's the first thing. On. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's pur- on purpose, but that's what it is. Maybe it's that's my just Matt. How they write the H's? It's Bob from upstairs. Do you have a record player? If you do, I would like to give you a copy of our just-released vinyl album called Then. If you do not have a record player, this note will self-destruct, but you can hear it here anyway. And then sent me the link. So that was actually all that happened. Right? Wait. So, <laughs> no. Hang on. Does that have anything to do with anything? No. I don't know why that happened. What is this story? <laughs> anyway, I was We've all worried that that... Indian man auditions, <laughs> fork stabbing, now you've got a record player... Where yeah. am I in this anecdote? I don't know where I am. Well, I don't have a record player because we had to pack it away because Sophia play, doesn't doesn't want us to play with it. But I figured because Bob's had to put up with me screaming, not to mention the afternoons where I'm recording lit rap lyrics, which sometimes, <laughs> I don't know if you know the genre, contain expletives. <laughs> All right. I figured the least I could do, given that Bob has been so nice and... Despite all of my screaming, he said, you know, do you have a record player? Here's some new music. Mm. I thought, well, I haven't listened to it, so I thought I'd give it a spin here. <laughs> so here it is. This is the latest track by Tram Tracks. So wait. <laughs> my upstairs neighbor's band. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning into this, <laughs> I am as lost as you are. <laughs> As anyway, to what's going on here. This is a track that uh, producer Marshy <laughs> got out of their um, repertoire. This is one's called I Saw Your Beautiful Face. Alright, what about what about the next one? What do you think? Um Oh! <laughs> Alex Dyson's giving me the wrap up. The wrap up signal in his head. Wait, I forgot to do the call out. <laughs> Let us know what notes you've received from your neighbours. <laughs> Stick a fork at me, Jerry. I'm done. <laughs> Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matokine, what percentage of your time is spent with your partner trying to pick what to watch on Netflix? Uh, I used to work at a video store, right? And I mean, that was that was like, at least you could justify the amount of time you spent figuring out what you're going to watch because, mm. you know, you had to drive to the shop. <laughs> and like the whole event was actually... It was like a date in itself, really. <laughs> but bloody sitting on the couch. 
couch, umming mm. and ahhing, looking at different posters, the blurbs. All right, that's why I end up watching Silly Houses Australia all the time. Well, the good news <laughs> is, Matt, those days are over because Netflix are putting out their very first Australian podcast hosted by two of our favourites here at All Day Breakfast, Susie Yusuf, Alexi Tholiopoulos. Hello to you both. Hello, Matt and Alex. Hello, hello. Thank you so oh, much. Wow. You've, you're a Netflix podcast. It's incredible. The Big Film Buffet is coming out every Tuesday uh, for the next little while, and you get to uh, look at a, a few of the things in the catalogue. This is... Do dream jobs exist? Is this is this what <laughs> is this what it is? This is it. This is as close as it gets to me. I try to watch a movie at least every day, but my dream is to watch a movie every waking moment of my life. <laughs> and finally, I can talk about them to the masses. So, uh, have you guys ever worked together before? By the way, because I wasn't sure whether you know you'd, you'd done this with each other. I mean, it's a it's not a secret <laughs> that we are actually good friends yes. who uh, have landed a dream job. Mm-hmm. No, we have we officially not worked together yes. before, but I used to perform at Alexi's comedy night, Green Lights Comedy at the Gaelic Club in Sydney. Um, and obviously he's an <laughs> what adorable... What a beautiful plug for a defunct show that you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A show that you hey, can man, never man, see unless you can time travel. Having gone, having gone from Triple J to now working at Podcast One, I'll tell you what, we love a plug. I will... <laughs> <laughs> My brand new Xbox uh, series. Wow. Can, uh, attest for that. Okay, and I hope mine will one day do as well if I receive one in the mail. Yeah. Well, the good news is with those, you can run Netflix through them, and uh, you guys will be doing that, watching some films, and you give you can give recommendations for what to what to watch. Um, do you find yourself sort of? Um, Usually paralyzed by the amount by the amount of choice. Are you a uh, or are you quick on the trigger for these things? Well, the whole kind of premise of the of the big film buffet is that it's three courses because mm. we couldn't decide. We didn't want to have just one film every week. We wanted to have like a variety. We wanted a classic, a, a classic starter. Then the mm. main course is like the Netflix premiere flick of the week, and then the thing that we most are crippled by is the <laughs> dessert. So that's the recommendations that we have at the end of it. And we spend a lot of time texting each other all week going, what about this one? I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you, I saw the list of uh, movies that you've got here this in the uh, coming week and they are all top shelf. Absolutely love them. So we got Grease. Oof, one of my favourite movies. I even have dedicated it as my heritage. That's how much I love Grease. <laughs> Alex, you could talk about John Travolta's chin, I reckon, for 24 hours. I could swim in that dimple. I love him that much. (laughs) Um, It's surprisingly problematic now, though, looking back on it. Some of it has not aged well. Oh, absolutely not. No. no, 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 no. It's weird watching it back now. Like after, I probably would have seen the first time I was like six years old. I and know. Like, wow, what a bizarre world being a teenager shall be. <laughs> and now you watch it and it's like, these are like 40 year old people saying the weirdest, yeah, they're, they're grossest all, stuff. They're all like 30 and 40 years old when they're playing 16 year olds. Yeah. And we, we discussed this on the podcast. It's one of the horniest movies oh, you've ever so seen. So horny. Yeah, so and like I, as a kid, I was I was the same, and I was there singing these songs around the house. I remember trying to <laughs> trying to sing, um, you know, sing into my. Uh, uh, you can't deputy. think of one title, no. matter kind. Have you even <laughs> principal? I remember singing <laughs> to my deputy principal when I was in year one. Right, I remember singing. Um, I mean, lyrics like, tell me more, tell me more. Did she put up a fight? Like what? <laughs> 
is going yeah. on? It's it is problematic. It's um it's weird, but it's so sick. It's, it's so, so catchy. funny when they do it. <laughs> so when you they talk make about a it, cool song about that. So when you talk about it in the podcast, do you give it a mm-hmm. rating? Is this a David and Margaret? Are you both going to be uh, sitting and looking over your glasses <laughs> and uh, giving it a, out of five? <laughs> no, we definitely don't rate any films, but there is like a couple of things that have popped up. Mm-hmm. If it makes me cry, we probably love it. And yes. if it makes Alexi call out the Oscars, like if, mm. he, if he's like, I'm calling it, this is an Oscars nom, <sighs> then that's a pretty good rating. That's when you know you've got the real business. And let me wow. just say, I hope Greece gets an Oscar nomination <laughs> this year. <laughs> did it do any good back in the day? Did, did was there any best original score? What any kind of actually was, oh, a song? No, it was nominated for most horny actor. <laughs> <laughs> did get a nomination for best original song? I think. Yeah, for hopelessly devoted to you, uh, that's sung by Olivia Newton-John. That's the there one that go. I don't like the most in the whole. Mm. The whole. I know that's show. the one I used to always fast forward. Yeah, we right. Used to, we used to, like have someone was in charge. <laughs> of fast forwarding the songs we hated the songs watching it <laughs> I've grown to love that song so much so it was in my Spotify like wrapped up it, was like, oh, it broke into my oh, top Lexi. 20 oh this is Come this on. is rough goodness me luckily they won best dimple I think at the, uh, the Oscars in the 70s which is very nice but what about the one that's uh, potentially the new one the prom can you tell us a little mm. bit about this because I guess it has a bit a, a few uh, similarities with the uh, the old film as well yeah, it's a musical set at a high school, stars Meryl Streep, and it basically is this new kind of coming-of-age film uh, that involves a young girl who wants to bring her girlfriend to prom with her, but then, like, the community gets involved. We're like, no, that kind of stuff is not on in our small town. But it gets... Uh, the, the news travels far and wide till eventually a Broadway troupe of actors starring Meryl Streep, James Corden, Andrew Reynolds, and our very own Nicole Kidman... They get wind of it and they decide to go to this town to try and make this inclusive prom happen. Wow. That was a really good summation. You smashed yeah, that. Thank I, you that, so I, much. I, I studied film even... for six years to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> how, does, how does a Broadway troupe change the mind of a, a school council? Oh, uh, for goodness sake, Alex. Whose song, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That was uh, that was a silly question. I'm very apologetic for that. And someone who stars in their own Zumba musical every single week. I'm shocked. Well, let's talk about the third movie because this was the one that always jumps out at me. Unfairly rated 5.4 out of 10 on uh, mm-hmm. IMDb. I mean, do people have no fun whatsoever at all? The movie is Josie and the Pussycats. It's extremely stupid, um, but in a fun way, right? Did you like it? It's an extremely stupid movie that that was set in the 90s. Like mm. the 90s is an extremely stupid decade yes. and we love that. <laughs> I think this has like kind of found this cool cult following in the years since its release, since it flopped out into cinemas. It's kind of getting this cool resurgence and it's super funny. It's kind of like a Wayne's World style meta comedy uh, that we don't really get that much anymore. And it's got banging tracks throughout the whole thing. That's incredible. I have to correct myself. It's 2001. Oh, what an wow. actual lineage. 2001 no, with the heart of the 90s beating How deeper. Am I going it does, to it does trust have the heart of the anything 90s. Anything you say in this podcast. You actually can't. Susie. You actually can't trust anything that I say. <laughs> Alexi is the big film buff. I am just his friend 
I was laughing at the things that he said. <laughs> That's why I was here. As soon as she said it was a 90s, my computer started circuiting in my head. I'm like, no, it's actually 2001, but I can't say anything. It kind of embarrasses Susie in front of her friends. I can't do this. Well, the new episode of the Big Film Buffet does flop on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be coming out every week from there to give you uh, a little bit of a, uh, a hint as to what to expect from what uh, while you're scrolling endlessly through trying to pick something. So, uh, Alexi, Susie, thank you so much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast, and hopefully we'll catch Catch you again soon. Thank you, Matt and Alex. I'll see you at the movies. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Matt O'Kine, the time has come to delve into the world of sick burns after sto- a story you told yesterday. That's right. It's time for... Now, yeah, <gasps> When Toddlers Attack. Because you're ugly. <laughs> I'm a savage. Because oh, your no daughter Sophia served it up to you yesterday. Absolutely aced me straight down the middle of the court. No one is more brutally honest than a little small child. All right, just quickly remind remind us what she said. Well, I was having a little laugh, just chucking in a few jokes while she was putting a getting a nappy put on by Belinda, and suddenly Sophia turns to me and says, "No talking, Dada." Turn down for what? Whoa! <laughs> oh, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> They're rude, man. No talking data. <laughs> Absolutely burned. And so we asked you, when have your toddlers dropped the hammer? And uh, plenty of people getting in touch, but kind. So many. MZ216 says, my two-year-old asked where my boobies were. I pointed. Then she said, yeah, but where are they? Koopy <laughs> 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 said... Um, my niece told me we only had yucky food at our house when she had a sleepover. Oh, the food thing's a whole different thing. Sarah Maddie, um, their, their toddler said, you have a moustache and it's a real one. Um, <laughs> what to, to the mum? To Sarah Maddie, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, Lauren Luna Indigo said, your, um, their five-year-old cousin, her five-year-old cousin said, you're ugly, but in a cute way. <laughs> Oh, Andy Wads said, while I was singing, my daughter stopped me and told me, yeah, no one needs to hear that. And um, Licia Jane said that her seven-year-old said, no one loves you and no one ever will love you. Turn down for what? Whoa. That's getting, that's getting no holes barred. No one's a full body slam. She's already on the ground. Stop, stop, stop. She's already dead. (laughs) Goodness gracious. A cat has also got in touch. We love this when you send us a voice memo. This is her story. I had my nephew on my lap and he was just gently touching my face and being quite sweet. And then he touched my nose ring and he's like, yeah, mum and dad really hate this. (laughs) Burnt by a three-year-old. Yeah, the unlike piercing. It'll do it. Same with tattoos, I bet. But uh, we've also got Brooke from Sydney on the line. Brooke, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. You've got a daughter, though, and they, they can sometimes be, um, you know, toddlers. They can get at you. Oh, yeah. She's a 24-7 sass machine who okay. sometimes scares oh, me. <laughs> she's not a toddler, is she? How old is she? Oh, she's seven now, but she was so cute and innocent when she said this to me. But there's been okay. many moments since, which is like, 
It's tough. It is tough. <laughs> so what did she say to you that stuck with you? Oh, we were having a cute little chat about our favourite things and like our favourite food and our favourite pets and we got to the bit talking about our favourite games and she was like, is your favourite game sitting down? <laughs> Mate, kids don't get it. It's bloody tiring getting up. <laughs> I've got lower back pain. I'm sitting there on the couch like just let it go, please. Oh, the floor is too far away and <laughs> hunching over Barbie dolls like, nah, I want the couch. Yeah, it is my favourite game actually. Is your favourite game sitting down. Wow. And do you know what? As a, as a 35-year-old, yes, it is. Yes. Just absolutely. through your whole lifestyle, Brooke. That is, that's pretty rough stuff. Good on you for recovering and being able to talk about it. It's the first step in the process. Thank you so much. Uh, we've also got Emily from Perth. Good am. Hey. Now your child made a savage comment. Oh, kids are the worst. So my, uh, he was eight at the time. I made a dumb mum joke and he said, oh, that's funny, mum. He said, but you're not as funny as dad. And he must have seen my face, the expression on my face. And then he said, oh, but don't worry, you're good at other things, like the dishes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I bet you gave him a massive hug. Just said, you're right, sweetie. I'm the best at doing the dishes. God, that's that's wow. Um, how did you recover from that? He's almost eighteen now, so I can get him back by doing things like this. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exposing him on uh, on radio on public uh, podcasts, I like it as that's well. Right. You should. And uh, what did the dad think of this particular comment? Because I've got a I've got a feeling they would have had to hide a snigger. Yeah, I think uh, we, our marriage didn't last after that much longer. So. <laughs> well, okay. okay, sounds like oh, sorry. Sounds like you're the savage, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. can see where your son got it from there. <laughs> That's great stuff. Thank you Thanks, so much for Emily, joining us. That was awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. And I'm going to tell you, if you made it this far to today's episode, well done to you. Not only did we have a great chat with Susie and Alexi from the Big Film Buffet, not only did we give you some of our dumb ideas for future Olympic sports, but we had the Madokai talk back, which I would say is almost the, our Bohemian Rhapsody of talk breaks. <laughs> Madokai, so many different uh, acts to the one thing of your story of auditions and then... The forks and look. then weird experimental jazz. It was Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, let me go. All right. Let me know if you have gotten a, a note from your neighbor. I didn't even tell you about the actual note that I got from one of my other neighbors once many years ago that there was, you know, very scary. But look, that's another, that's time for another. Maybe I'll tell you tomorrow when you tell us your note story. Absolutely. All right. Let's do that. Well, we're going to leave you with. Another track from the uh, the vinyl that was slipped under Matt's door. Tram Tracks is the name of the band, and uh, I've got it. You know, Bob Bob is an older guy. He's got all mm. white hair. You know, long white beard, bushy white hair. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a groover and shaker, obviously, because he's still dropping some serious uh, some serious smash hits. And here it is to uh, to finish our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you tomorrow. Bye bye. Oops, sorry. 
sorry, that's my mistake. I pressed play on some um, David Bowie there. I, um, no, I you did. That's a track called Rain is Champagne. So drink it in responsibly. Look, if you want tram tracks to play at a Christmas party or anything like that in Sydney, let me know. I'm not their manager, but I can pass the message on to Bob. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.